Well, a good feeling if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan as they win this three-game series against the Boston Red Sox and do it in solid fashion yesterday with a 7-1 victory. Yeah, we get to celebrate uh, the Rays turning Fenway Park into Tropicana North. And then we also get your uh, comments from the all-star representative options that the Rays might have this year. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. If you're interested in advertising with the program, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays win back-to-back series for the first time since mid-May. They're also scoring runs in bunches, which is nice. And they've also moved past the Blue Jays into a second-place tie with the Red Sox at 45-37, and thanks to winning two out of three against the Boston Red Sox. And we saw in last night's game, uh, as far as the pitching matchup goes, Corey Kluber versus Brian Bayo, that experience was better than youth, and pitchability was better than power. I, w- I was talking about <clears throat> him getting a little bit, you know, jittered and nervous for his MLB debut, Bayo, obviously, uh, and uh, he did. He uh, he he started well enough uh, with his stuff. The electricity is there. You can see why he's their number one prospect. But those lights get get brightened, and the Rays were able to capitalize on on some mislocations by Bayo, and and he got hurt, and 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 that's exactly what you wanted. You wanted the Rays' offense to kind of come through with the with the young rookie, and they've done really well at least this season with with guys making their MLB debut. I think they've only lost one uh, out of like eight contests or so. So the the Rays did what they needed to do, but you're right, Corey Kluber should be the name to be highlighted on this recap because what he did yesterday in 80 pitches, six innings scoreless, that lineup only allowing three hits, no walks. That's huge. That's huge from Corey Kluber to bounce back from a not so good outing uh, against the Jays only lasting three innings. So that that's, he's the name, he's the name to recognize number one. I think there are plenty uh, to, to go around in this uh, celebration uh, route, but definitely Corey Kluber did his job yesterday. You could argue he could have gone for the seventh inning, but you know, give the ball to the bullpen. If you're not going to trust your bullpen on a seven to one ball game or whatever it was, five five zero ball game at the time, then you probably shouldn't trust your bullpen, and that's not good. So, good for for Kluber to get his six in and 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 do his job. Yeah, that's the opportunity to give an opportunity to Calvin Fauche and Sean Armstrong, and the Rays have an off day on Thursday, so it's like, hey, let's use some bullpen arms. Let's get them a little bit of work and. Uh, again, there's no reason to just try to continue to roll out and run out Corey Kluber. It's not necessarily totally needed at that point. One thing that really stood out to me from Corey Kluber, despite the fact of being able to bounce back after a subpar outing against the Blue Jays, which is what you expect from a guy who's won two Cy Youngs and has been in the big leagues for 10 years. And his nickname is Clubot. Like 
he's a guy that, yeah, should be able to bounce back pretty quickly with as good of a track record as he has. But he credited Francisco Mejia for calling a good game. That means a lot to me. That means that maybe Francisco Mejia, at least a little bit in terms of working uh, behind the plate, is uh, developing and, and molding himself and maybe just getting more opportunities and, and more reps with the uh, sideline of Mike Zanino. That again, that means something to me that, uh, that Kluber calls out specifically for Francisco Mejia and Kluber's going to do that because he's a good teammate, but, um, that's a good sign going forward. Uh, I know that, you know, we've hammered and others have hammered on Mejia's defense historically, but if he has that rapport with a guy like Kluber and others on the pitching staff, the starting pitching staff, that's a good sign going forward. I would think. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge because that's been the the biggest knockoff. It's it's the defense for Mejia. I mean, the bat. I don't think anybody should be worried about Mejia's bat as a catcher. Not uh, you know at least. But the the game calling. That's that that was a great comment by by Kluber. There, it's it makes you makes you optimistic. Feel optimistic about what what he can turn into. You know, Zunino being out definitely hurts the team on what he can provide behind the dish. I think we've seen uh, a lot of good coming from Rene Pinto uh, in the game-calling aspect. The bat really hasn't shown there. The strikeout rate is ridiculous right now with Rene. But <sighs> Mejia, if he keeps improving on the defensive side, the game-calling, that, that would be huge for this team because, you know, there, there's also that added question of will Zanino go somewhere else? Um, is he staying around with the Rays, you know, with this injury, what can you expect, um, him to produce, uh, next year? So who are you really, uh, having on the wings for the Rays behind the dish? Is it a Pinto Mejia 2023 option? So it, it brings a lot of questions. So you would want to kind of shore up the flaws and, and by Mejia getting some nice compliments there, I think that's a, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, offensively, when you look and see that the Rays scored seven, it means good things happened, and it certainly did as the Rays compiled 10 hits, seven walks, three guys getting multi-hit games, a lot of doubles, a lot of squaring the ball up in the middle. Uh, the the fastball, whether it was from Bayo at 97 miles an hour, the sinker, or uh, from other guys, didn't really seem to give the Rays and some of the young, young players too much of fit. So it was good to see, really, the entire lineup, top to bottom, contribute in some shape or form. Yeah, no, and you talk about 97. Guess who got a hold of a 97 and, and, and turned it into a double? Yes, of course, you know him, you love him. Josh Lowe with yep. two big doubles. He actually caught up to that 97 down and away. Good for him to have a good game. Uh, and it wasn't only him, obviously, you know, Yandy got in the action. Wander got in the action. Randy with a, with a home run late in the game, a double with RBIs, uh, you know, getting Choi to hustle home as best as he could. Uh, it, it was a, it was a great offensive awakening that we've seen in the last, what, seven games, six games. Actually, they, they've scored six runs for the fifth time in the last six games. So that's, that's the kind of, Offense that you're not expecting every day, but it's it's the, it was regression to the mean because they had only done that only four times in the previous 24 uh, games. So yeah. this is a little bit more like the, the the Rays team that we thought we were going to see more of in 2022. And 
I don't know. Maybe this is the 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 part. The the summer's getting hot. The boys are a little bit more comfortable, especially the rookies are getting a little bit more comfortable. Again, we've talked about that. Being patient with Josh Lowe, being patient with Taylor Walls, being patient with Vidal Bruhan, who is now a member of the Durham Bulls after last night's game. So you just have to be patient. And I know people want to put heads on a on a stake all the time, but you have to be patient. I'm still patient on Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, Vidal Bruhan. You have to be. You have to be because. You had an option in 2020 after the 2021 season. Either you trade the rookies or you trade your Joey Wendells, your Austin Meadows. They went the latter way, right? So you're telling me that you're giving up Wendell and Austin Meadows and you're not giving a, a chance, a shot to the guys who you're going to promote. You're just going to give them, what, a month of worth of playing time and say, no, they suck. That makes no sense, fandom. So You have to be patient. You have to keep putting them out there so you actually know what they can do. Yeah, and uh, the golden child, uh, Isak Paredes, wasn't even in the lineup last night, and the race still put up those numbers. So good stuff from them. Uh, Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement as well. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So be sure to shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Uh, Ulysses, one thing you mentioned uh, in the first segment, Vidal Bruhan sent down, and yes, he has been sent down to make way for Yu Chang. Now the question is, what is Bruhan's future with the race? Will he be an impactful contributor or some type of contributor with the team down the road in time? Do the Rays see him as a trade chip right now or in the offseason? Or is he simply going to be a quad A player to some extent? I mean, it, it, there, there's got to be a point of, do the Rays see him as, we're going to give him the Nate Lowe treatment. We're going to give him the Jake Bowers treatment. Uh, I'll be curious to see how this Bruhan stuff unfolds, especially with some of the other guys in AAA that are knocking on the door. Xavier Edwards, for example, Jonathan Aranda, for example, Curtis Mead, we found out he's going to be selected to the Futures game. They can't all be good, and they all at some point will probably need to deserve an opportunity. So I wonder if Vidal is in limbo right now. It definitely might feel like that for him personally. He was just starting to get hot. He actually got a hit uh, yesterday in, in, in that Fenway game. It, it, it sucks. It sucks because I we know that he has been mentally struggling with with the the fact that he's not producing. He, this is a guy who's always produced, and now he gets to to the show and and is not able to. I mean that that must take some hardship to kind of swallow that that tough pill of like, why am I not? being the guy that I, that I've always been. So it must feel like limbo right now, but I don't think that anybody who watches baseball, anybody who's watches, who watches or because they're subscribed to the YouTube channel, of course, or, or, or listens to this, the show, you have to know that 164 at bats over two seasons is not enough to see if a guy is going to make it or not, if he's a quad A player or not, if he's a regular contributor or not. 
164 bats over two seasons is not it. And 138 over one season is not enough. So what's his future like? I don't know. But I can tell you that you, in order to know, you have to see more, I think. I think you have to see see more. And now the, the question is, can you afford yourself more time seeing Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, Vidal Bruhan all at the same time and still get to the playoffs? I think that answer might be no. And that's yeah. why he had to be sent down. They have to, okay, we have to cut off the fat a little bit. You got you to gotta trim it up. We can't just have so much of a platform for all these guys at the same time. So that's what happened. But I don't think he's going to be traded. I don't think you would... I don't think a lot of teams would look even at his peripherals and say, oh, man, but there's something hidden here. Like, he just hasn't yeah. shown much. But again, small sample size, 138 at-bats, that's not enough to to sentence a guy. Uh, 167 batting average, 230 on base, 476 OPS, and those 138 at-bats. He was starting to come on in the last dozen games or so. The numbers still aren't good. But I agree with you. Yeah, that's not enough time. That's not enough games. But – Sometimes that's all you get. Sometimes that's the opportunity. And then it's like, okay, well, you got your 40, 50 games. Xavier Edwards is in AAA batting 350 and Foster in power. And he has an outstanding contact rate and he can get infield hits and he can play second, third, short. He can play a little bit all over. Let's give him a chance. So yeah. that's Vidal Bruhan. I don't want to say he screwed up his opportunity by any means. I, I think that, Again, you have to give a, a guy time, but there's a lot of other prospects knocking on the door. It's it's what have you done for me lately? This is a cutthroat business, and um, yeah, would have. Sometimes you just don't have the 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 value or the chance to get a longer look in a longer leash, and it tells me something that again, not saying. Uh, Yu Ching's a bad player and not saying that he's going to like the world on fire either. But if they go out and claim Yu Ching from the Pirates to have to send down Vidal Bruhan, uh, and, and you just look at the numbers, it doesn't mean they're confident in Vidal Bruhan ability at the big league level over the next couple months. Yeah, no. And, and you talk about what everything that you can do right, all of the minor league numbers. And sometimes some guys just get one shot. I don't think that's Fidel Bruhan, but I've seen enough guys that were even better than Vidal and never even got the shot yeah. in, in major leagues. And they just became minor league guys. And so when you get your opportunity like Vidal did and you don't take advantage of it, it – it, it could really put a hamper on, on you, not, not only mentally, but you got to kind of get a reputation. And even though 138 at-bats yeah. might not be enough, a lot of teams might see you as, oh, he just can't cut it. And, and that's unfortunate, but, but that's the reality. Sometimes that can happen to players. I remember Josh Kroger was a tremendous bat. He was an amazing guy. He only got a, a couple of, of, of coffee stints. He didn't even do badly. He was actually a really good product, uh, productive player uh, offensively, and he was just never given the chance. So sometimes right. you can do even better and not even get the – this is a very, very difficult business to get into. And so hopefully it's not the last of Vidal Bruhan that we see and he can actually become that guy that yeah. we all thought he would. But you're right. I, I honestly would not be surprised if it's the last that we see him in a raised uniform. I don't. I think he's absolutely going Could to be. get to the majors again at some point. I mean – you talk about not getting a chance or not enough of a chance 
Jake Cronenworth never got a chance with the Rays, for example, before exactly. he was shipped off. So, um, and when you have, when you're a team that is trying to go somewhere and you have one of the best farm systems in baseball, uh, that, that does not scream very good things for Vidal as of right now. And I know, I mean, even before he got called up, I had heard, you know, some of the prospect experts and aficionados were saying that, Hey, this could be a, a trade ship or a trade piece. This is a guy that not that the rays are necessarily looking or actively looking to move, but, um, he would be a guy that they could part ways with if there was a certain deal that could matriculate and work out to <laughs> benefit them. So we'll see. I'll tell you, uh, if, if, even if he gets traded, it's going to be a fifth of the value or, or, or less so than he would have gotten before the 2022 season. I mean, this guy was yeah. the one of the shiniest pieces, not not named Shane Boss or Wander Franco. So that's the issue. Like, yeah, imagine what you could have gotten before the season started. And now yeah, it's a whole different market value right now for Vidal. So then that kind of uh, that kind of tells me, can you really move him and still get something of value? Because if Willie Adamas gets JP Fire Eyes and Andrew Rasmussen, which I mean has turned out beautifully for right. both for both for both clubs, but at the moment, at that at that time of the trigger, you are like, really? That's what that's what Willie gets. Amazing trade, of course. But what can Vidal Bruhan give you? And who are you packaging him with? And so, yeah, he might just get roster seem- crunched out, though. It might just be yeah. a thing where they have to part with them. That it's like, hey, and yeah, the the prospect rankings. It would have been great to you know if you you know you sold at the highest level before he made his major league debut. But sometimes it just doesn't always work like that. And who knows? Maybe he goes. Maybe another team goes out and acquires him and he becomes their Isak Paredes, whose, you know, value wasn't really all the way totally there. I mean, I know that the Rays traded Austin Meadows to get him in a draft pick, but it's not like after that trade that Rays fans were, oh my gosh, we've landed Isak Paredes, who was a top 10 prospect in the Tigers organization, but because he didn't contribute at the big league level and wasn't given enough of a shot there that it was like, oh, we just got a a nobody, a, a bench player, which... And, and we, we see how that's shaking out. Yeah, I, I think he might need the Michael Perez treatment, which is go to a team that has no future in, 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 yeah. in business and in, in winning. Get yourself your 500 at-bats, see what Vidal can do. I don't think that team is with the Rays, so, or, or that role is with the Rays. So it, it could be possible that he might have played his, his, his last game with, with that uniform. But you never know. I mean, may, yeah. maybe, again... Injuries always happen. You you have to have guys in, in in your system, and one of those guys that you're talking about, Xavier Edwards, um, Jonathan Aranda, they also could become the next Jake Cronenworths, right? Right. So that that would suck. That would really suck because they're the ones that are hitting the ball well right now. But that could also be um, the the future. That might have um, to be a, a prop bet on Bet Online or a bet on Bet Online. Will Vidal Bruhan be traded? by the Rays this season, or will he make another appearance for the Rays? That's actually a really good one. So if you wanted to maybe uh, do other types of bets like that, you go to betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting needs. 
and sports info. Find all of the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, which just happened, guys, and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting uh, wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, moving along here, we put a poll out on Twitter regarding the forthcoming All-Star game and the Rays. Will Shane McClanahan be the only Rays player representative in this year's MLB All-Star game? If you vote no, who do you have in mind and why? And out of the 93 votes, roughly 84% said yes, Shane Mack will be the Rays' only rep this year, and 16% said no. If that is the case, that would be the first time that the Rays have had just one rep since 2016, I believe, when it was Alex Colome. Of course, there was an All-Star game in 2020, so we can't really count that. But since then, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, there was more than one guy that was selected for the Rays. Yeah, it would be kind of a shame to only have the one guy. Obviously, this one guy is pretty significant because he's also the front runner for the AL Cy Young and most likely will be the American League uh, starter. You think he'll be the starter? I I think he deserves to be the starter, absolutely, but I don't know if he will get that shot with Justin Verlander and Dusty Baker connection and Shohei Otani and the allure that he has. I mean... If we're just talking, if this is a meritocracy, Shane McClanahan, no doubt, not even a question, but this isn't a meritocracy. This is a ratingsocracy. This is <laughs> well, an interestocracy. Well, Shane McClanahan, then, as good of a season as he has, even though he is the only starting pitcher with an ERA below two with a one to start off his ERA, um, he doesn't bring the pizzazz of, OA, uh, of Shohei Otani or... Justin Verlander. I, I think you're right on on the fact of it's more of a ratings uh, exhibition game than uh, hey you deserve to be here um, and doing this role. But I think the the baseball world will probably be kind of up in arms, which would be a really weird thing to see baseball world being up in arms for the Rays being mistreated. Um, because right. that never happens. Uh, it always just goes by the wayside. But this, but the numbers are just ridiculous right now with 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 Shane and what he's been put up. Um, you're not not talking about only about ERA, but F4 second left on base percentage, which I love that stat for pitchers. 87. Uh, he's he's second in that. Basically tied for first with Nestor Cortez. The only thing that knock on 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 Shane would be the innings pitched. He's seventh. That's not that bad either. Okay, I mean, he's at 98.1 innings pitch. Uh, Robbie Ray had 104.1. So it's significant enough that it's like a start six innings. So you can talk about length and all that. But in today's in today's game, I don't yeah. think that should be the knock of like why you're not starting. Like look literally at everything else. Look at the strikeouts. Look at the walks per nine. Uh, everything is there for Shane to to be the guy. But I agree with you that 
the the connections there with with Dusty Baker Verlander that that might give him the edge but I don't know I, I really think it would be a a missed opportunity for for baseball to do we really need to 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 amp up Justin Verlander anymore or should we give young stars like Shane McClanahan yeah. actually the platform for the all baseball world to know who is this lefty? Wow, he has these numbers. Wow, I'm going to check him out. Like that's what the all-star game should be is to promote the young new game, new names in, in the game. And Shane McClanahan is that young new name in right. the game that you have to know if you love baseball. But people also like to see the familiar face, the Cal Ripken, the Derek Jeter, they, the 39-year-old Justin Verlander on the comeback trail and future Hall of Famer. So it is a balancing act. And again, I think just based on merit and who has been the best starting pitcher in the American League and maybe all of baseball, uh, McClanahan deserves to be the guy. He deserves to be the starter. Will he be? I don't know. Um, the other question, too, that we put in this poll question, um, will he be the Rays' only rep in the All-Star game? Where do you stand on that line? I think so. I think he's going to be the only guy. I think there's a, a name that everybody on the comments very astutely said that could be a possibility in Jason Adam. Uh, I think those of you who who said Diaz, Choi, Paredes, I know where you're coming from. yeah. It's not happening. Choi, Diaz, and Paredes are not going to the All-Star game. You can put a, all of your green Skittles in your savings account on betonline.net. Please don't do that, actually. That's just a joke. That's just right. a joke. But it's not happening, guys. It's not happening. I, I, the only guy here that I could see, Jason Adam, it, 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 to be the second representative. But honestly, if I had to put my own green Skittles in, in BetOnline to say who is going to – it's just going to be Shane McClanahan. Yeah. It's just Shane. Do you think Jason Adam is the next most deserving of the Rays contingent to be an all-star aside from Shane McClanahan, or would it be somebody else? Would it be a Corey Kluber? Would it be a Jeffrey Springs? Would it be an Isak Paredes? Would it be a, hey, I'll be not saying he's deserving, but he brings some pizzazz, Randy Arozarena, you know? I, if, you, if you're talking about meritocracy, I think Jason Adam has done an, enough with his numbers to, to show that he's been one of the best relievers in the American League. I mean, top 10 for sure in, in, in many categories. But if you're talking about ratings-ocracy, yeah. Randy Rosarena, <laughs> that 100%. He can make diving catches in the outfield. He's going to do something uh, aggressive on the base pass if he gets on. Uh, you want to see him hack away in, in his powerful wild swing. So that ratingsocracy would be Randy and people already know him. So you're talking about, Oh, people like to see the familiar faces The well, Randy Rosarena has quickly become yeah. a, a, a familial household name in baseball, us obsessed households. So uh, that would be the, the guy, but Jason Adam. I mean, the um, the things I read: thirty-one out of thirty-five appearances, no, with with uh, sc- scoreless. That's yeah. that's that's huge. And twenty-four out of those thirty-five have been with no hits. That's that's huge. That's right. huge. I mean, he's the guy that when you 
you kind of need that zero that goose egg either in hits or, or 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 runs he can give you that and i think he's got a lot of competition in the reliever pool so that's why i think it's going to be kind of difficult right and also i mean i think absolutely within the rays bullpen he's been the prime jewel but there's been other guys that have really stepped up too and don't want to discount them not saying they're all-stars but whistler beaks Rayleigh, Poche, but it's funny because I actually do think somehow, some way, the Rays will have a second all-star representative with all the guys. I don't know if MLB changed the rules or regulations on this, but how many guys they get selected, but they don't want to go. I mean, there was a record number of first-timers last year because they just, hey, I want those days off at my home with my family. I don't want to go to the- You talked about that last year. In L.A. You said that why are these guys allowed to say no? And I'm and, and and you know what? I agree with you. Like it's an honor, man. It's an honor. Yeah. You can't just say I'm an all-star and then not show up or not or not play. I understand it from the starting pitching though. If you pitch right. on a Sunday, you you shouldn't be able to like that's that's a hundred percent. I still think okay. you should go, but you don't have to. Yeah, you know, I think but, it should be part of the festivities. It should. I mean, I think it should be. You know, now boilerplate con you know, contract, if you're selected or named an all-star, if you want to get an all-star bonus or whatever it is, you need to show up to the thing and participate in the activities. I mean, it is what it yeah, is. I mean, it's going to be on your record. Like you're an all-star and you didn't even show up like that. That's, that's not great. So yeah, you yeah. have to show up obviously. Um, and it would be a hundred percent, I think a requirement in my own world, if you're an all-star to, to, to play, because that's, that's the gig you were and- named an all-star. It's funny because, again, Andrew Kittredge, he came out of nowhere to become an all-star last year. He certainly, by any means, wasn't a household name. And if you compare the numbers between Jason Adam now and Andrew Kittredge of last year at this time at the all-star break, uh, I think Adams are slightly better, at least ERA and, and some other metrics. And if you look at Adams savant page is just all red all you yeah. know 95th percentile and above so everything is showing that yeah there's no name reliever certainly deserves a shot if he gets that opportunity uh getting some comments from listeners here before we wrap up on the uh, all-star situation jacob zychik says i wouldn't be surprised when some players can't make it because of injuries or injury quote unquote then we might see Choi diaz or adam that happens with the late additions last year being a little different because of cash, but same idea. Uh, Tyler Morris still think McClanahan will be the only one. If not, maybe Brooks Rayleigh or Jason Adam. Both would be a tough sell, though, since they don't rack up saves. Yes, that's another good point. Brian Kim says a reliever may get in, and if there's an injury or opt-out, then a position player may make it. Shane McClanahan, not Shane McClanahan, but McClanahan. At strikeout, Shane says, I feel like Choi, Paredes, and Adam deserve it, but unlikely any of those actually make it. And I guess if, if we're just naming guys, you might as well throw Yandy Diaz into this discussion there. Uh, strikeout, Shane. Uh, Ty McCann says, I think Jason Adam has a case, but I wonder if MLB would block him because of his comments regarding the Pride uniform controversy. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know if MLB would have the authority to do that um yeah good comment and and like good good reach for 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 content i i i like where your head's at but no nah, i don't think mlb would would ever you know yeah. do that no um if people are 
digging that deep to protest Jason Adam for making the all-star game, I mean, I'd find a hobby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get off Twitter. I don't know. Uh, Justin Payne says, I could see it. I think we have more in the bullpen that should go. Uh, Caleb Team Tampa Bay says, I mean, probably, but I think Yandy and Jason Adam deserve to go. I would say Fire Eisen, but he's hurt. And then Quinlan Deegan says Jason Adam would have the best qualifications, but relief pitching is often where MLB picks representatives from unsuccessful teams. So there may not be enough need. So great comments there. So on the record, Ulysses, you say the Rays have just the one rep, Shane McClanahan. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to go with Shane okay. being the only guy. How about you, Kevin? I'll go, I'll go more than one. I'll okay. say there'll be a second guy. I don't know necessarily who that will be probably leaning toward Jason Adam or reliever. Uh, but I think somebody else sneaks in there. Uh, I hope you're right. I wouldn't want to see only one Ray being th- the guy. I want to see a couple of guys so they yeah. can talk, you know, they can have a little bit of the same experience. It would be nice to see more than one guy. I mean, it's already the, you know, Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, Astros All-Star Game at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. Got to diverse it up a little bit. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.